I was just thinking about donuts <laughs> and coffee yeah, yeah, and Thursday. Yeah. New Country 101.3 KFDI. Good morning. It's clear in 42. Rain on the way. Maybe some snow. Let's not worry about that right now, though. How's your Thursday going? You been up all night, ready to leave work, or just getting up going, ugh, JJ, how can you be so chipper? Because it's Thursday, man. Tomorrow's Friday. Got my first uh, holiday party on Saturday that my wife Amy and I are hosting. I mean, there's a lot of upside. Andover, I'm coming for you today. I'm ringing bells uh, over at the Dillons and Andover from... uh, 11 to 1. So if you're around lunchtime, stop by, say hello, put some money in my kettle, help me with my challenge against, uh, you know, Brian Fry and Andy McFadden and Kara. We can do this. Team JJ. If you were at the Shockers game last night, Shockers won, um, and it was fun walking out on the court. It was Summit Media Night. All of our radio stations recognized, which I appreciate, but uh, that was fun. Met a lot of nice folks. A lot of you said hey as you were getting your beers and stuff. So today, there's a question I struggle with at Christmas time that I, I I need you to talk me through. We'll get into that. A very funny, very funny man, Joe Ghetto from Impractical Jokers. He's going to be stopping in Wichita next week at the Orpheum. He's joining the show after seven o'clock. Oh yeah, it's been kind of a fun thing to do uh, this week. Text what's next, the Christmas edition. We'll give you another shot at that. This morning we'll do it. Uh, we've been kind of bouncing it around in the six o'clock hour. We'll do it this morning at six. 30. So if you want to get a Christmas song on or have a chance of getting a Christmas song on, be listening. We'll, uh, we'll do text what's next. Star Spangled Salute on the way in 15 minutes. 610, that's when we start traffic to get you where you need to be. Also, the uh, Country Music Minute. 630, 730, 830. Got news with George Lawson. 844-436-1013. If you need me, I got you. Now, what's trending? That's Trending with JJ. Online now. JJ's That's Trending is powered by Midwest Kia. House lawmakers are poised to hold a third and potentially historic vote this week to expel Representative George Santos from Congress after a House Ethics Committee report this month accused the 35-year-old of campaign fraud, misuse of campaign funds, and other federal crimes. Salt Lake City, Utah is tapped to host the 2034 Winter Olympics and Paralympic Games. Salt Lake City last hosted the Olympics in 2002. Well, you can't blame this on the cat. It was strong winds that toppled the national Christmas tree on Tuesday. Kraft Mac and Cheese has ditched the cheese and is now offering Kraft Mac and Cheese not cheese. It's plant-based and vegan. Funny, I thought they ditched real cheese a long time ago. And Virgin Atlantic just flew a commercial Boeing 787 from London to New York powered solely by animal fats. It's an approach that could reduce greenhouse gas emissions in the aviation industry by 70%. I wonder if I could get a discount or an upgrade if I offered them to use mine during the flight. And that's trending. JJ Star Spangled Salute. JJ's Star Spangled Salute is brought to you by Midwest Kia. Today we honor Vietnam Marine veteran Ed McComber. In high school, the only class Ed really liked was art. His teacher recognized his talent, and so did his parents. But before he could apply for that art scholarship, he was off to Vietnam. After his service, he got that art degree and ran an art supply and painting business in his town for 15 years before he sold it. And now he shares his gifts with others as vice president of the Watercolor Society of North Carolina. Thank you, Ed, for sharing your gifts, and thank you for your service. 6-11, and I walk in here every morning, 
and walk the halls, and I see more and more bags of toys and gifts along the halls, which is what we've always done. Uh, there is a, it is a hugely scientific process that, uh, that is undertaken here to keep all of this organized. Uh, Krista, uh, and, and getting help from, from uh, Audrey and Madison, they're all doing an amazing job. You bring the toys for the children you adopted, whether it be from the Angel Tree or through the Wichita Police Department, and we take care of the rest. Now, you've got until December 7th. And still looking for plenty of heroes just like you who to, can provide a little bit of Christmas magic. All you got to do is go to kfdi.com, click on the virtual angel tree. It takes a second to sign up, and then you can go ahead and adopt a child. If you want to get your workplace together, you can adopt a, a few children and get, get them shopped for. This would be a great weekend to do it. And then bring the toys by. Don't have to wrap them. We take care of that. And with your help, we provide some really incredible moments on Christmas morning that might otherwise be lost. KFDI's Christmas Crusade. It has existed for almost 50 years thanks to your generosity. We're asking you to help out again, and I know you will. Uh, it is all brought to you by Cabela's, and it all starts over at KFDI.com. KJ's Country Music Minute. Today in country news. Here's what's happening in country. <laughs> the Country Music Minute is brought to you by Rusty Eckford. Darius Rucker said he was stunned when he found out he was getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame on Monday. I know Christmas is still 25 days away, but there's excitement building for New Year's Eve and Nashville's Big Bash. L. King and E.T.'s Rachel Smith will be the co-hosts of the five-hour special on CBS. The show will have almost 50 performers, including Thomas Rhett, Laney Wilson, and Leonard Skinner. Brad Paisley is making the rounds on TV to promote his new music. On Monday, he'll be on the Today Show in the morning and then on Fallon at night. When I first heard it, I couldn't wait to share it, and now Walker Hayes' Fancy Like Christmas has a music video, and it's perfect. Craig Campbell is also getting in the Christmas spirit with his two daughters and their cover of one of his favorite favorite Christmas songs, Santa Baby. And Scotty McCreary is providing another update on his new album, which is expected by early next year. He says the album, which contains his current hit Cabin of Solo, is diverse and will have something for everyone on it. His tour starts January 26th. More country music news at KFDI.com and the 101.3 KFDI app. Okay, it's not like I really got lost so much as they moved my destination on me. You know you're an adult when it really just grates your cheese when one of your favorite stores that you're so used to starts moving stuff around. Stop it. So I'm trying to shop quickly because i got to get home because of the new puppy. Needs to get out and be let out, right? And I swing into Costco for a couple of things. Four pounds of bacon. And I was looking for a big bag of like chips, whether it be a Chex Mix, savory mix, or or a party mix, or something like that. You know how Costco sells the the big old bags, like big enough so when the chips are gone, you could use the bag for a sleeping bag. And I'm look, I, I go right to where I know they are. Nope, where they are is where they are not. Where they were is now beverages, everything from the energy drinks to beer and things. I'm like, what? That was just over by the fruit and the produce. What are you doing? They've moved dog food again, and I'm like, okay. I'm telling you. You've got to stop. Like every day when I walk in there, and it's at least once a week, you're moving stuff around. Why? And because I was pressed for time, I must have done two laps around Costco. And because I'm a man and I didn't stop and ask for directions, couldn't find the chip, so I left. Maybe I'll go back today. KFDI, good morning. Hey, it's Joe Gatto. Joe Gatto, how are you? Very good. How are you? Really fantastic, thanks. From Impractical Jokers to Misery Index to Two Cool Moms podcast, Joe Gatto going to be in town December 7th. That's next week at the Orpheum. Of all the pranks you've done over the years, give me one of your top ten favorites. Oh, 
that's tough. I mean, there's been so many over time, but a standout for me for sure is, uh, you know, um, Scoopski potatoes. When I threw the potatoes around at people when I was serving mashed potatoes in that restaurant, <laughs> <laughs> I just went with my gut and decided, let me cause some major chaos here with these potatoes. <laughs> uh, uh, your Two Cool Moms podcast. You find funny ways to toss out sage, motherly advice, uh, but what's that one bit of advice you ignored from your mom as a kid? Oh, very fun. Very, very good question. Um, I did, I was, uh, I listened to my mom a lot, but I, it did take me a while to um, get my sharp wit under oh. control without coming <laughs> off like a jerk. So my mother always tell me, she'd always say, uh, her, her good advice and it always sticks with me now is make sure everyone is laughing because you don't want to be making fun of one person and everybody's laughing at that person. Okay. She wants to make sure that everybody's laughing. So I think that's a really good piece of advice. It took me a little while. It really, uh, to, it really is. Yeah. I wish I had listened to my mom about money matters. Uh, oh, on, she, I mean, oh, don't we all? Oh, my God, bless. I'm, she told me to save my money. I'm like, sure, you got 10 bucks? I can go down to the arcade? Yeah, <laughs> nothing. Uh, okay, uh, fill in the blank. I'm surprised I didn't end up in jail when? I worked on television for 10 years with that show. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the answer I was hoping. Because honestly, there were some situations in Impractical Jokers yeah. where I'm watching, I'm going, how does he not get arrested? Oh, well, you know, it was funny because you really get to, you know, use your people skills and get people to come along for the ride. And I will say overall, I was definitely more surprised at how down people were just to be silly and have fun. I remember one specifically where we had to play janitors and convince people that we were looking for a raise, but they weren't enough messes. So people had to make a mess for us. And I remember talking a woman into dropping a gallon of milk and she was like, sure. And she's like, let me walk over there to look more believable. She did like a whole thing. It was very funny. I mean, people are out there to have a good time. Yeah. When they buy in, it makes it even better for sure. Uh, sure. do Do you miss doing Impractical Jokers? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, such a big part of my life and, Working with my best friends to make people laugh was a, a hell of a gig. Uh, so for sure, there's days that I miss it, you know. But I was fortunate enough to do that for basically a decade of my life. And I'm so proud of the legacy that that show has. Nice. Uh, ever Would you ever consider going back? I mean, you never say never. You don't know what the future holds. But uh, as of right now, I don't see it in the card. Okay. Yeah, because you're busy doing this uh, this uh, comedy tour. Uh, I want to thank you for being a big supporter of Animal Rescue uh, with your nonprofit, Gatto Pups and Friends. I think that's super important. And I love how you focused on senior dogs. Yeah, for sure. I think they're the most overlooked and still have the most of love to give. I mean, there's nothing like seeing these dogs come in and they're, you know, neglected and just haven't had the right amount of love that they needed. And they just come back to their lovable, you know, well, uh, tail wagon selves. And it's, it's really amazing to see. And uh, I feel I feel like it's some important work that needs to be done. And I've been really enjoying it. Um, and, you know, it's good that the fans have come along to support me, not only in my comedy endeavors, but with my philanthropy as well. It's just been such an amazing thing. Yeah. And uh, staying with the dogs, you got your book, The Dog Father, My Love of Dogs, Dessert, Growing Up Italian. Uh, how many dogs do you have? So the Gatto Pups are nine and the end friends is the ones that are, are you know, we adopt out. And sure. whatnot. So that ranges anywhere from anywhere from 15 to 20, depending on how many we have in the sanctuary at the time. And uh, we actually just adopted out our 56th. Wow. Uh, dog to a family last uh, last weekend. Yeah, so Cinnamon Roll uh, went out and found a family, which was amazing. Nice. So it's been, uh, it's been really great. Yeah, you're doing good work. Uh, ever read the book Dog Trippin'? <laughs> no, I haven't. Okay, so it's about uh, a bunch of rescuers, and it starts with this one guy. Uh, like 25, I think they were Golden Retrievers, on the West Coast, and they had to get them to the East Coast in Maine, and it was this whole journey of portable fences and multiple volunteers and multiple stops along the way. It's, wow. a, it's, a, it's a brilliant book, and I thought of you uh, in your story, and I, if you haven't read it, uh, look up Dog Trip, and it's really good. I will. That's an amazing story. All right. Um, 
you're a big supporter also of uh, anti-bullying messaging and projects. Were you bullied as a kid, or is it just you support it because it's simply just the right dang thing to do? Well, I'll tell you what I was into, and you let me know if you think I was bullied. I was on the math team. I was a math oh, team. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was yeah. on the bowling team. Okay. <laughs> I was uh, the captain of the strike force. I mean, what do you think? <laughs> tell, me, tell me you were bullied without telling me you were bullied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I did, but it was, you know, I had a very different experience with it because I went to an all, all boy Catholic high school. So it was all boys, and I had a couple, you know, people in there, and I just decided one day to knock the books out of one of the big football players' hands. And tell him to pick them up, and he went along with it, and he kind of did like a funny reverse bullying thing, right. that like spread throughout the school. And he was a good sport and showed some kindness, and it really made like a cool bonding experience for our class. So, you know, I, I think it was very important to me to realize that. And as I got older and realized how I'd been there for people with my show and my comedy to make them forget sometimes how bad life could be, um, I felt really important to talk about that messaging and you know help. You know, younger children, or especially high schoolers, as they're developing the people they're going to be, to remember it's important to be kind. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I appreciate you doing that. As someone who was like in seventh grade, I remember this this kid and his friends wanted to meet. You know, typical meet me after school. They were going to beat the snot out of me, and I I, I ran. I I found a, a secret way home, and I was I was scared to death. But hearing your story, looking back, I guess if I had to do it all over again, I maybe maybe I would have confronted him. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But you're you're you are where you are. So what are you what are you going to do? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, what's your guilty pleasure? Um, probably video games. Okay. Uh, I steal some time for myself. It's probably video games. Yeah. What, what are you playing? Probably one of my, uh, I'm, I'm super into the Mario right now. The new Mario wonder that okay. came out for switch. I do it on the road, uh, when I'm flying and whatnot and, uh, in the hotel rooms and take me and Mario hang out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. My wife actually just got me a switch. I've got to, I got to spend more time with it. So you do. It's, it's fun. It's very nostalgic. This game too. I feel like it's very old school Mario that I grew up with. So oh. it's really fun. I love it. Uh, best cannoli you ever had. Um, there's a lot of great cannolis, I'll say, across this map. There are some great ones in Boston that have found themselves to me. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I'm from New York. I'm a New Yorker, you know. So one of my favorite things was when we got to film in Ferraras okay. in uh, Little Italy. And, oh, my goodness, what a great one. But I will say one of the best ones is here in my neighborhood. There's uh, there's St. Rocco's is a bakery uh, not too far from my home out of Glen Cove, Long Island. And they do some great work. Nice. I know you like pastries. Do you, do you try? Are you like an amateur baker or a good at-home baker? Do you like to make your pastries? Oh, no, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm Amy. A very seasoned eater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the other end. Of Look, it. <laughs> somebody, somebody's got to be right. Uh, I cook, but I don't bake. All right, fair enough. Uh, all right, so uh, what's next uh, after the tour? What are you working on for 2024, 2025? 2024, I'm going to have a, a kids book coming out, which is great. I'm really excited about. I worked with Penguin Publishing on a on a kids book um, on a story based with my son, which has been really fun to do. I had illustrated by a very talented illustrator, uh, so I'm excited about that. And uh, going to continue my dream of uh, being a movie and um, director and writer. That's what I got in this business to do. So uh, I've been chasing that passion project for a little bit, and hopefully some stuff will come to fruition in 2024. All right. I love that. I, I love that for you, and uh, everyone should uh, follow what they're passionate about, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's uh, too short, my friend. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Joe Gatto, December 7th at the Orpheum. That's next week. Uh, we, we look forward to having you here in Wichita. A very funny show, and I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. All right, so we're going to go back about a month to Halloween uh, because this story is still being talked about, about these two young men. On October 31st, a family in the neighborhood decided to share a Halloween spirit by leaving a bowl of goodies on the porch for trick-or-treaters. And we know that is a slippery slope. Little did they know their act of generosity would lead to a big, beautiful display of kindness uh, by the two young boys because uh, Liam and London stopped by. They saw someone take all the candy in the bowl, so they refilled the bowl with their own candy. 
This has happened a couple times, and I think it's worth sharing regardless of which child it is or who does it or where it happens. Because I'm going to be completely honest, I was that kid. I was that kid when I was a child, trick-or-treating. I'd see a big old bowl of candy, and I would take more than I should have. Unless it was candy corn. Then it can sit right there, or I would just simply throw it in the trash. But these kids, they did the right thing. They refilled with their own candy. They refilled the bowl so that future trick-or-treaters could come by. And they, you know what? They gave without judgment. They didn't even worry whether some of those future trick-or-treaters would come by and steal all the candy again. They just gave and they gave willingly, they did the right thing, and that's awesome. Just want to tell you, I think that you're awesome. There's one question that I get asked every year around this time, and I struggle with it. And maybe I'm just overthinking it, maybe I'm being overly sensitive, maybe I should just lean into it and be like, okay, play along. The question of what do you want for Christmas to me is something that you, as a child, as a child, or you as a child, got asked by Santa Claus. What do you, you know or at least your parents who have the cell phone number to Santa Claus, I still have mine, would ask you, what do you want Santa to bring you? And you as a child would list off a million different things, right? But as an adult, that question is tough for me because I just, we're at that stage, or at least I'm at that stage where I don't have really many material wants or needs or things that I'm going to use on a regular basis unless it's like cooking or kitchen related and then I'm just going to buy it myself. My mother is insistent on asking this question every year and I tell her she's done enough for me over my lifetime. She can just not get me something. She of course refuses. But I got a text from my sister-in-law the other day, uh, Jenny, and uh, she texted what, what do you want for Christmas? And I'm like, I'm like socks. I need socks. She didn't, she didn't accept that. But I need, you know, if you're going to ask me and I give you an honest answer and it's not the answer you want, I can't help you at that point. Like, I, I, I truly need dress socks. Short of saying underwear. But then I went, okay, all right. So socks, give me some beard oil. And I didn't hear back from her. So who knows? But do you struggle with that question too? When, as an adult, when someone asks, "What do you want for Christmas?" What do you what What do you say? Do you give them ideas, or do you say nothing? I'm good. I'm all set. Twyla says, "You know what? I like getting gift cards, so I give them you know gift card ideas. Pick me a gift card to Starbucks. That works for me." Shane says, "A good beer and a prime rib to smoke." Yes, Shane. Well, I react to you know whatever you give me, I will be happy with. I have my wants and my needs I wouldn't ask anybody to buy. For the simple fact, I need an automatic pool cover. I need new pool steps. Right. I want a new recliner. And those are the things I wouldn't ask anybody else to buy for me. Okay, so that's maybe a, a good way to approach it. Rather than saying nothing and, and getting them frustrated. And it's a lot le- like it's that. a lot less awkward than saying, Okay, well I need a I need a butt lift. How fast can you run? Hello, Pat. Hello. Pat, you are from Hayesville. You are a hard-working surgery coordinator. Uh, You are married. You got a big brown dog, total of four kids, and you love watching game shows when you can pry the remote from your husband's hands, which isn't very often. Is that correct? That's correct. Mm. 
Well, I hope you get to watch your game shows more than his history shows, but that's a compromise that you and he will have to work out because right now I need you to focus on beating the Bobcat. To do it, I will give you a category and yell, run. You'll take off running as fast as you can. Give me 10 things in 20 seconds in that category. Do it. Get that $25 gift card to Club Car Wash. You ready? Okay. All right. In 20 seconds, give me 10 restaurants you can buy a salad at. Ready? Run! Bengals, McDonald's. Um, oh, uh, um, I, gosh, oh my God. Um, Carlos O'Kelly's, Applebee's, um, Texas Roadhouse, uh, Logan's, Texas Longhorn. Oh, um, no, Ken, oh my There, she fell for it. Just too many to choose from. You could really pretty much have named every restaurant. Time for the eulogy. Please bow your heads. Pat from Hayesville fell for the trap and made it harder than it needed to be. The bobcat mauled Pat like a snowplow. Now her hubby must finish decorating the tree. To Pat. Next chance to beat the bobcat Friday morning, 8.50 on New Country 101.3 KFDI.